Y'all, right after my pitch, there were 11,000 people in my store. 11,000. We ended up doing 16,000 orders in those 30 days. And we weren't ready. We were not ready. We, I did not have that much products on hand. And I'm going to be honest. Can I just be honest with y'all, just us? I knew I was going to run out. But I was like, I'm going to take the chance that I can get it in. You're about to listen to the best of TSP. This is a collection of content from workshops and conferences that we've done over the years because we want to help you grow and expand your business. So do me a favor, lean in, pay attention, and listen now. Hello, my name is Chanel E. Martin, and I'm the founder of Beyond the Book Media, in which I help uh, business owners write brand books within 21 days, and we publish them as well. So I absolutely love the presentation, and I am not a product-based business. And so while I'm listening, I'm, try I'm trying to put this in my own business. And I guess this is a general question, but do you have any advice for those of us who are service-based businesses that would want to use this same strategy? Mm -hmm. So Revenue Speed Pass is a service-based business that I just started. And I've basically gone through the same steps that I've gone through for this product-based business, seeding, putting out there, showing your receipts, showing what you've accomplished for people. You've, you've already gone through discovery, you go through seeding, you go through that phase, and then you start to do your soft launch. You, you're beyond that, but you, if you had a new service to your service-based business, start to put it out there with your existing customers. Get their feedback to get your offer just right. And then you go through the same steps as far as getting your social media together and all those things. So it's not very different for service-based businesses. You're going to go through the same general steps to get your idea out there and to make yourself be known for the thing that you're offering. All right, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Hi, my name is Rosalind Goodwin, co-founder of Confidence. I have a quick question, cousin. Um, you mentioned that you had a very generous affiliate commission when you started. Have you decreased that? I have. And do you mind sharing what that percentage is now? I've decreased it to 15%. Okay. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Mm -hmm. Good morning, lady. How are Good you? Good morning. So proud of you, so proud of you. I'm Adrienne Simpson, CEO and founder of the LinkedIn Pros. I'm a LinkedIn strategist and six-figure career coach for professionals and small businesses. Um, I love your example, of course, but would just like to ask if you could share, um, you shared some, but like the biggest challenge, the biggest thing that you encountered that made you pivot the hardest, like the thing that kind of shook you to your core as you were on your journey, would you share what that was and then what you did to, to make amends and to pivot for that? It's been, it's been around fulfillment and inventory. Those have been the most difficult things for me. A lot of the things I felt were, could be a little more intuitive. There's nothing intuitive about how to fill more orders in a day when you're, you feel like you're doing the best you can. And so I think those are the hardest things is, is figuring out how many people, because you don't want to pay more people than you need to pay, but how many people do I need to get these orders out on time? How do I create 
my, uh, an addition to my funnel to keep my customers in the know and to allay their fears about how long their order is taking. So figuring out that delicate dynamic between how many people I need on my team, I need to hire onto my team to get those things done in a timely fashion, how much inventory I need to order. I've, I have gone both extremes from having tons of inventory um, that I couldn't sell in more than like three, four, five months where I could have used that money to do other things that I needed more urgently um, to now I've sold through everything I have and the lead time to get more is taking a long time. So I think those have been the hardest things. And the pivot has really been hiring, figuring out if that is going to solve the problem. Um, and then if not, decreasing my manpower by some, some exponential amount and then trying to figure out how often to buy, how much to buy. So I'm still learning that part myself. I don't feel comfortable and I don't feel like I'm there, um, but I'm working on it. Thank you. So Dr. Nika, we have a question from an Erica Spradley. She's the founder of Confident Career Women. Um, she says that I help women excel at work and know their worth. She would like to know, uh, who did you partner with for your comprehensive marketing strategy? I've worked with a lot of people. Remember how I told you how, how I do? Like, if you don't work, you gotta go. So, um, um, most currently, I am with a company called Harmon Brothers. Uh, how many of you have heard of Harmon Brothers? Mm hmm Have you heard of Poopery? You've heard of Harmon Brothers. They developed a lot of the marketing around that particular uh, product. And so, I'm working with them right now. I'm super, super happy uh, with them. Um, but I've gone through a lot of different marketing agencies and people until I found the sweet, the sweet spot and someone who um, understood where I wanted to go and how I wanted to get there and I felt was able to get me there. I have another one if we can jump right in. Okay, so this is Paul Lawrence Van uh, from DMV. He is a financial strategist. He founded Wealth Building Academy, LLC. Um, he says, Dr. Goodwin, you are amazing. Uh, how did you make the pivot in the middle of the pandemic? You started this business in February 2020, and yet you blew the roof off of your business model. I have no way to, t I just gotta tell you, but God, honey, because who knew the apocalypse was coming as we were planning for this launch, who knew? But what worked in my favor was people were home with nothing to do but cruise social media, learn about new things, and I don't know about y'all, but I'm a boredom buyer. Buy stuff you don't need because you don't have anything else to do. Zoom became a thing. And so Zoom is all about this area. And so people became a lot more aware of how that area looked. And if you like me, you don't know how to put on no makeup, so I got to do the simple stuff. And that was the simple stuff for me. And so I think that that was what happened for a lot of people. And that process led them to my brand and allowed me to be uh, really successful even in the midst of the pandemic. Doc, how are you? You're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> this is my money person, by the way. <laughs> so I forgot to mention that. Rita and Ephraim keep me all wait together because I know how to spend money really well. <laughs> so my name is Ephraim CPA, Managing Director of EFS Group PLLC, where we help our clients manage their money so they can scale their business with confidence. My question for you would be, you had that historic $1.2 million month. Did you have an idea that you were going to sell that much? How did you prepare for that, and did you have any 
trials and tribulations that you went through during that month that you could share with us? So I had no idea I was going to sell that much. I talked to Kim and Tim, and they told me to be ready for about 10,000 orders. And I was confidently ready for that. I was like, we got that. We got that inventory on hand. We can get this. these orders fulfilled. We're good. I talked to a lady who filmed on the same day as me who aired in February. She said they had about 8,000 orders. I was like, I'm good. I got this. I'm going to be somewhere between there. It's going to be good. Y'all, right after my pitch, there were 11,000 people in my store. 11,000. We ended up doing 16,000 orders in those 30 days. And we weren't ready. We were not ready. We, I did not have that much products on hand. And I'm going to be honest. Can I just be honest with y'all, just us? I knew I was going to run out. But I was like, I'm going to take the chance that I can get it in. So we didn't cut off the sales. We kept going and kept that momentum because I knew, I trusted that my, my manufacturer could get me what I needed. Um, and so that's what we did, but we weren't prepared. And like I said, that's the, that's the stuff you can't prepare for. That's the stuff that you gotta pray the preparation you've done in all the other areas holds you up and keeps you afloat when everything around you is chaos, because that's exactly what it felt like. So we called on everybody and their mama. Even my attorney was like, I'm coming up to this weekend and help you fulfill some orders. <laughs> everybody was all hands on deck. Um, and it, it was because it was such a celebratory occasion, um, everybody was willing to, to jump in. So next time you and Rita are gonna have to come too. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. Hey, do me a favor. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe and follow us on this platform right now to make sure you do not miss a beat as we drop new episodes and additional content every single week. Also, if you'd like to get access to a free paperback copy of my book, access to the TSP Traffic Sales and Profit free Facebook group, our challenges, resources, our events, and more, make sure you visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com forward slash podcast.